All right. Welcome in to the Michigan basketball postgame live show. Dennis Fithian with you here. All that good will and that good feeling from Wednesday's win over Wisconsin. Out the window tonight with a blowout loss in Lincoln. Game number 23 on the season. And you didn't have to worry about a second-half collapse, as Michigan has had so many times this year. This one was over early. Wolverines down 20 at the break, 45-25. to 25. Wisconsin gets out to – I'm sorry, uh, Nebraska uh, gets out to a 22-7 to seven lead out of the gate. Michigan did score the first bucket in this game, so you can't call it a uh, total bolt race. But – uh, 22 to seven, and then they were down 30 in the first half. And if you were someone who <laughs> clicked it off at that point, you can understand. I did see that there were some folks saying like uh, they were just keeping it on because uh, afterwards they're looking forward to a hockey game on the same channel. Uh, okay, yeah, it was um, it was the worst half that Michigan has played this year in a, a, you know, a bad season for them tonight. It it marks the uh, worst overall game. Uh, You know, you could put That's one of those things like, Hey, when things are going well, he said, Oh no, it was uh, the Ohio state game, the Penn state game, no, the Alabama game, no, the championship game. This is the opposite of that. And you can say, no, 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 uh, the McNeese State, you know, that one was really bad. Or Long Beach State, that one wasn't on TV. Maybe you went to that game. But you, you get the idea. It was, a, it was a bad game. From start to finish for Michigan, who you look at the box score for this one. Is there anything that jumps out? Namari Burnett had... 18 points for Michigan, the only Wolverine in double figures. And that's about it. You know, you have Terrace Reed and TW2 each with nine. Olivier Kamwa, one of 10, 0 of three from downtown, three points. His worst game in a Michigan uniform. Jalen Llewellyn, the starting point guard on the road. He ends up with uh, eight points, and and Will Cheddar knocked down both of his threes that he took, and three of five from the field, he had eight points. You say, why don't they play uh, Cheddar more? That's that's a fine question. When you saw him, the last game he played well against Wisconsin, and if you are somebody that likes to dive into the numbers, you look at Cheddar's. Uh, three-point numbers, you look at his efficiency numbers, you say, yeah, he should be playing more. But he didn't play well at all this uh, entire year, 2024, not the entire season. He did some nice things where he got a lot of those numbers and and got off to the good start. But not in the month of January and February uh, for Cheddar. But it's like people say, let's see a little bit more off the bench, you know, from, from Yo-Yo or, or George Washington the third. Hey, okay, you know, why not? A little bit of that. I, I, tonight's game, when you get run out of the gym, it's clearly bad. 
when you're you're down 30 in the first half and and you're on the road and the other team is they were clowning on him like the the crowd was just rollicking Michigan didn't seem like they could even you know dribble the ball up the court they've made some bad turnovers didn't have very many assists and then to compound all of that and and I don't know I don't think that like they were saying let's just dog it you know we're out here you know, who's going to, but that's the way it looked. It looks like they, they looked at like in the first half that uh, they weren't ready to play and they didn't hustle. And, you know, Nebraska was pointing to this game as a, as a must win as they eyeball the NCAA tournament and, and, and to protect their home floor. And they came out and played like that. Michigan wasn't ready to counter their energy. And a lot of the things that you have seen all year long, you say, what's been the issue with this team? Team doesn't guard very well. Uh, they don't compete on the defensive side as as much as you would like. And they did a lot of those things in Wednesday's game, but your habits are formed. I don't know if like these, these things sound like uh, elementary things in basketball when you say things like uh, your habits are formed in the offseason or in the preseason. But if you, for the majority of the season – don't compete on the defensive end. And even though the coaches, you got to play it, you got to play it. And then you do show up uh, in one of the games like they did last game against Wisconsin. You're likely to regress back to what you've been doing most of the year. And that is just not have that compete level on the defensive end. And they didn't have it on the offensive end either tonight. So that's a bad combination for Michigan for sure when it when it comes down to it. They play a lot and and this is good. Like if you have talented, certainly talented offensive players and you're playing a, an isolation game and you see guys that are able to score and stay, that's good. But when you don't have that kind of talent and you're playing isolation, it doesn't look good. And it didn't look good tonight. It looks like AAU ball where everybody is just trying to single themselves out and they don't really care about defense. They don't really care about winning. They just care about putting up numbers. And honestly, it looked like that last year led by Jed Howard, who that was his game. Like he could erupt for 20 points in the first half, but, and then, you know, you wouldn't see him at all in the second half. He'd have a game of 30 points, but the last 10 minutes, nothing. A turnover machine. And it, it permeated through the team last year. It's carried over to this year's team. They don't have that. That's uh, that's an issue. Whatever they're going to be doing in the, the offseason, uh, whoever it's going to be, you know, they've got to have a complete adjustment that way how they play, how they approach the game, how they play on defense. We all see it. We all know it. So you can say that. Good question from Adam asking me if I think that they have quit on Juwan. I think that this is a a product of not having a whole lot of talent. Like Going into the year, Adam, I didn't think this was an NCAA tournament team. I didn't see too many people saying, Oh yeah, you know, look at Michigan, you know, they'll be there in March. Nobody was really picking them to be a, a good team and they haven't been, but it's been worse than that. I think that 
what happens is that you can't build anything up positive when your best player and your point guard and your quarterback is a part-timer. And this whole suspension thing, like I'm watching the the pregame. John Beeline was in studio. And so I'm like, oh, let's check it out. Well, that's what they're talking about. And John Beeline's like, he's talking about not having the quarterback there and how it affects the other players on the team. And when you don't have your lead ball handler and your point guard, and let's say your 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 best scorer, probably your best player, you make a case for Kamwa, that it's one game on, one game off. This is the game plan now with him, and it's two different teams. You can't get anything going that way. That was the uh, grenade that blew up when, when that happened, and there was the rumor heading into the new year that he was going to be suspended for the entire season. And then it was then this, uh, this plan, the McDaniel plan where he's not going to play on the road. And it's, it's easy to say it's a joke, but if you, I haven't heard one person say, you know, I, I think this was, uh, this was an understandable move. Nice job by Juwan Howard, like putting his, his, you know, his foot down and, standing up for academics. No, everybody's saying this is the oddest thing ever and no team would be able to overcome anything like this. And this is a season killer. And this is the most bizarre thing ever. That is uh, 100% of the comments that I have seen. I haven't seen anything on the other side to suggest that this was a, a, you know, a good thing. So yeah. And when you're not a good team and you don't have your best player and you're turning the ball over, you look like you quit and you you, have tried different junk defenses, a three quarter court trap, a little, a token defense from half court, pick them up there. Let's try some different zones because they don't play well, man to man. These guys don't uh, get in the position to get down and look at their opposite number and say, I'm going to stop you. That's where it starts. It starts with each one of those guys taking pride and that has not been able to be uh, instilled in them by this coaching staff for whatever reason, that's it. Steve says they're unwatchable. Juwan needs to go at least prove it. Uh, at least a prove it contract from ward. Yeah. I think everybody agrees with you, Steve. Uh, I, I think, there are some that will look at the recruiting class. They're, they're the other part, like you could all year long and even heading into the season, you could make the argument like Juwan Howard is playing with one arm tied behind his back with his program because he can't recruit players because of Michigan's transformational approach with NIL and all the best players. They just want upfront money because they all think they're going pro. So that hurts you. And that's a legitimate complaint. If you are, let's, I don't know, I was going to say a Juwan supporter. If you're just a Michigan basketball supporter, that is a, that's something that they have to uh, examine. If they're going to go about it where they can't have any of the good players and they're just going to have to look for guys that are going to be four year guys, five year guys. And it's going to be one of these things where you think like uh, 
I don't know if they would say this, but I will say it like one every three or four years where you're getting these kind of players in that then you make a run to try to win the Big Ten, certainly get into the tournament, but uh, that's going to hurt them. The other thing that is going to hurt basketball is uh, admissions. They tried to get Shannon from Illinois. They look like they had Caleb Love, who ended up going to Arizona. That has, I would say, their other hand tied behind the back. So those are two big things that is going to affect this program, regardless of who the coach is. But when you're just looking at, well, how did the coach do? How are the players responding? Poorly. They're responding poorly. They, uh, you could say because they don't have a bench that the, the, that what do you expect in some of these second halves? Like where they run out of gas or you could, you could, you know, call into question uh, their um, uh, training or conditioning. But when you do that, Jawan had whatever it was with his conditioning coach and they ended up having a separation in season that dark cloud hovers over the basketball program since it's happened. And so if you're going to be bad, you need to fight and scrap and you, you need to have everybody uh, pulling in the same direction on the team. You count on your assistant coaches and your strength and conditioning coaches. These are the guys you go to uh, war with and to have one of them where you know, a divorce in the middle of the season is, uh, is this kind of self-inflicted pain that when it's all done and we're uh, the recapping what happened with the Juwan Howard era, it's going to be one of those things that is put up pretty high on the list of what went wrong. It's going to be right by chasing Turgeon around the floor in the Big Ten tournament in his second year and just below the slap swing at Wisconsin. Those things are there. And then uh, the overall piecing together of this team, they don't really have any good shooters. They have two scholarships that are out there. One, they tried to get uh, Alicia from Argentina. That didn't work. And when you look at this team, And you say, what do they really need? Right from the start, they needed a shooter and a ball handler, and they couldn't find anybody to give a scholarship to. And then when you bring in Juwan Howard and he gives his son a scholarship, talking about Jace, that no other group of five, power five, sorry, universities would have given him a scholarship, it looks like you're doing it because he's your son. And then when he comes in and contributes nothing, and is a, a zero in the box score. And right now he's hurt, but he doesn't he doesn't bring anything in. If we're being honest, he doesn't provide. He might do well to, to bump up the uh, academic standing of the team, but he doesn't do anything to help the team out on the floor. That was a wasted scholarship. And if they're winning, you say, hey, you know, that was part of the price of, of getting Juwan. But when you're losing and you're not using your scholarships, and that's another thing that you'd put over there, and it, it just doesn't sound fun to say. I mean, it's one of those things like, wow, man, you have nepotism. But, you know, that's it, it's it's fair. Isn't it fair? 
I don't think there's an argument against that. He brought in his kid and gave him a scholarship, and he hasn't provided anything, and the team's bad. Okay, if your team's good, you're bringing in a cheerleader and you have him on there, but if it's like this, that's what you have to deal with it. So he's got to deal with it. And that's how it is. Jake calling some people out as trolls. Maybe he's calling me out. I'm not really sure because I haven't seen really any trolls on here. What what do you mean, Jake? What are you talking to? Take one more, and it's from Adam, who says, I hate to see anyone lose their job, but they're not talented enough to warrant firing a Michigan man. I do understand others who say it's time Kamwa, one of 10, Michigan played Nebraska even in the second half. I don't think they quit either. That's usually a sign I look for when debating or firing a head coach. Adam agrees the off-court stuff was a fireable offense, but they didn't fire him, so I'm not sure Ward does it this year. Maybe time to cut his salary, and if Juwan doesn't like it, then you fire him. Go the Jim Harbaugh route, where they go ahead and give him a haircut that way. Yeah. Yeah. Look, what, what else, what else is there? Like you were hoping, like I was actually hoping that they would go out there and put together back-to-back games where at least you could say, look, man, this team beat Wisconsin. And then they went on the road and, and got a dump. They've actually put a little bit, probably too little too late and all that, but you know, it was something, but instead it was this, which is not good. Let's look at the upcoming schedule for this team. And that is brought to you by the Maze and Blue Review and Good Afternoon Michigan Football and Basketball, which you can hear three times a week right on this feed you're watching or listening to right now, 2 o'clock, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. The remaining schedule for the rest of the month, and then they'll have two games in March. Ohio State and at Ohio State and Nebraska at home to finish things out in March. And then, of course, the Big Ten tournament. This is the rest of the February schedule. Michigan will head to Illinois on Tuesday. Michigan State a week from today, an 8 o'clock game as the Spartans come in. And then it's at Northwestern hosting Purdue. And then out to Piscataway to end the month up to take on Rutgers. Maybe they'll get a win in here. But if you say you think that these are all going to be L's, if you could say if you could have one win, which one would you pick? I think, yeah, take the home game and you want to beat Michigan State. At least you'll have one night where you feel like something. But uh, any other W's on here? Maybe Rutgers. They're down there in the basement with uh, Michigan. And Michigan is trying to stay out of last place in the Big Ten, a place they haven't been in in over 55 years. Dead last in the Big Ten. 1966, the year after Cassie Russell left, Michigan was last in the Big Ten. They haven't been there since. And right now? They are. So that's what they're trying to avoid. Thanks so much for joining us. Talk with you on Monday. Hope everybody enjoys the Super Bowl.
I'm picking the Chiefs. And then we'll be here Monday talking about the latest with uh, Michigan, probably looking at Michigan coaching staff and and what's going on there. See what Adam says. Dennis, what percent chance would you give Michigan to win the Big Ten tournament? To win the Big Ten tournament. So I would give them a 2% chance. I mean, I want to say zero, but I'm, I'm not. Has there been a a uh, a team on that first day that's even that's made a run to the championship game? I'd have to look since there's been 14 teams, maybe, but I, I don't I don't remember. I don't think so. So one or two percent is where I would put it at. So I wouldn't bet on it. <laughs> you get some nice odds, you know. You put that ten dollars down and say, "Hey, I'm gonna win." I'm going to win a thousand dollars for Michigan winning the tournament. Like I'll, I'll book it. I'll, I'll book the, the bets. If anybody wants to take Michigan to win the big 10 tournament, I don't know. That's not a very nice thing to say. A nice thing to say is let's see how they do coming out against Illinois on Tuesday. That'll do it. The final 79 to 59 Michigan trailed by 30 in the first half. And here it is. They are now three and 10 in the big 10, the updated standings in eight and 16 overall. Thanks for watching and listening. Everybody have yourself a great, have yourself a super weekend. So long.